White Castle, six packs, ribs, four racks, extra cheese, I'll take that. Might fuck around, have some Chick-fil-A, eat whatever I want, it's Darren Strong's epic cheat day. Tune in and hear what I have to say, you're listening to Epic Cheat Day. With your host, Derek Strong. So, uh, oh, we're going to leave all this shit in, that I, me asking you questions and everything. Well, you're just Can you, recording now. I know, now I'm recording, this is fine. Uh, but I'm talking about, we're leaving this in the podcast. You're burying the lead right now. I, uh, yes, okay. I get it. Uh, so, Jesus, I'm just trying to get, all right, so when, um, uh, who's my next guest? Fuck. Uh, when Alex Clay's get here gets here, can you let him in? Yeah. When he buzzes? Okay. Yeah. You want him to sit up here? I don't care what he does. <laughs> just gonna stand in the Just corner. gonna stand there. Just gonna stand in the corner. This is how we're doing it today on the Epic Cheat Day podcast. I'm having my producer Mike basically tell me how much I. He has this great interface set up to make it completely fucking idiot proof, and I still manage to fuck it up because I'm 43. I'm actually only 42, but every time it turns December of that year, I round up. When's your birthday? June 7th. So December 7th, I just round up to. You just give yourself six months head up. Like, God damn it, it's coming. It's coming. We're here, I guess. Might as well. Guys, welcome to this episode of the Epic Cheat Day Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Strong. With me today is the wonderfully talented Leo Cundiff. Leo, say hi to everybody. Hello. Hello. Yeah, so we were talking. Actually, I was walking over here. I'm a very aggressive walker. Leo is an aggressive biker. Do I, no, you're not a biker. I, Bike rider? Bi- cyclist? No, cyclist. I, that sounds too... That's really douchey. I'm a cyclist. <laughs> a cyclist. Shut the fuck up, bitch. <laughs> I'm a cyclist. Well, uh, uh, Leo has an amazing Cannondale bike. Uh, we were talking about that on the way over there. Uh, Leo saw me as I was walking down here and decided to stop. We walked down. We talked a bit. So guess what? We have plenty of fodder for this episode of the Epic Cheat Day podcast. So uh, let's talk about the bike. Uh, so you have a Cannondale. How did you come about acquiring said Cannondale bike? Uh, Facebook Market. Facebook Market, yeah, and this thing is your baby, right? It is. It's the only thing I care about. Only thing, because no dogs, no kids, Not nothing yet. like that, no hamsters. Those things die so quick. I'd never get a hamster. They I do. They anything do. kills them. Anything kills them, and they're like they're like if you people think puppy mills are bad, the way hamsters are raised before you buy them, Jesus Christ! I mean, it's awful. Ugh. It's really awful. Um. So you have the Cannondale, and when you bike, and you said that you know you bike, you go out there like on average, how many miles are you biking a day? Right now, anywhere from like ten to twenty. I try to at least do fifteen most days, but because I also do Postmates. Oh so yeah, that okay. helps just like getting riding around. And are you factoring that the the mileage for Postmates in with uh, the mileage that you do per day? Mm, yeah, usually, and those days I usually end up biking more because i'll do postmates for like two to three hours at a time oh wow okay just like because like the deliveries don't stop when it gets really busy it's a good point so you just you know you just knock it out make a few extra bucks and you're biking at the same time you're killing a lot of birds with one stone which is amazing yeah um now of course i don't know you from you know our 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 rigor our rigorous uh going abouts in the city me with walking you with riding your bike i know you from stand-up comedy how long you been doing comedy for uh, I guess like three years now. Three I'm like, years, this okay. Is, I'm, this is, I'm going into my fourth year, I think. Okay, are you counting pandemic year or no? 
I guess that that is counting in pandemic year. Okay. I don't think I should count no, it. Don't. Absolutely not. The only thing that's happened during pandemic year, like for comedy, is like I've just cut most of my material. Like that's the only thing that's happened. Well, we are gonna get to that. Before we get to that, I ask all of my guests this one guest. This one guest. I ask all my guests this one question. What is the greasiest meal you had all week? Last night I had uh, catfish from Miss T's. Miss T's. Oh, yeah. so it's fried catfish. Yeah, fried catfish. I've never had Miss T's. How is it? It's so good. It's really? banging and it's cheap, too. It's, it's talking my language. Catfish, fried, banging, cheap. Mm-hmm. Like, all that is working for me. Get four fillets for like eleven fifty. It's fucking amazing. Yeah, that's two awesome. fillets for seven fifty. Oh, it's, that's incredible. It's okay, so yeah. good. And it's right there. Like that. Yeah. Do you go to the one on um on uh Broadway? Yeah, I think there's only one. There is only one? I think so. Okay. There might be more than one, but that's the one you go to. Yeah, right? it's literally like what, a five minute walk from my place. Oh, okay. Oh, so you live in uh, the Lakeview area. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, um oh that explains I used to see a jewel, so that <laughs> yeah. that, make, that makes all the sense in the world. Uh yeah, catfish. Oh, okay, so it's gonna be uh, Catfish with Leo Condiff. That's going to be the name of this episode. That's how I titled the episode. It's based on whatever the greasiest meal you had all week. So that's good. I haven't eaten much this week, honestly. It's awesome. I did a lot of eating, so I ate for you. That's <laughs> that's how we're I'm doing that. Good for you. So why don't you tell everybody, so you've been doing comedy for three going on four years, but we're minusing one. So two going on three since pandemic. Um, and you said you had to dump most of your material. Do you want to tell everybody why you had to dump most of your material? Because I'm a new man. New man. Oh, my God. What a great day. If you had an album that was coming out next year, that would be great. That would be, I'm actually, a new man. Like, that would that be a would good be one. fucking great album name. Um, so what does that mean? Like, tell everybody what that means. Because, like, a new man, what, like, what are you, born-again Christian? What I am, you? yeah. Born I love the Lord. Christian. He loves me. He loves you guys as well. Really? Um, he loves the Jews? Because we kind of did something bad. He to is a Jew. He is a Jew, but we turned on him, you know? Yeah, and, I mean. Know, he started talking that shit, you know? <laughs> I guess he's kind of like Ellen then. Like, she's gay, but, like, we all kind of turn on that bitch. Like, <laughs> fuck, fuck Ellen, you know what she, I mean? Wow, when all that stuff came out about Ellen, I'm like, ooh. I think Tig Notaro should be the new Ellen. You I think do. so? Yeah, I think she should take over her daytime show. Do you think that's going to happen? Like God, no. <laughs> but they're friends. I mean, yeah. I think that would ruin their friendship. Cause... A little bit, yeah. <laughs> if you usurp her throne, I'm pretty sure. She doesn't seem like the friendliest type of person to be okay with that. So you're a new man because yeah, I transition. Transition, and which is both great and amazing, Mazel Tov, uh, but also, yeah, you have to dump a lot of your old yeah. material because of that. That's uh, it's kind of annoying. <laughs> totally. And you had some bangers in the uh, in the old uh, in the old tool chest out I there. Did. So fuck. Ooh, what was that like? Like, wh- when did you come to first? When did wh- uh, let me let's start from the beginning. When did you come to terms with uh, with transitioning and knowing that this was what you had to do? I think this summer is when a lot of things started. Like, I think it. It's been something that has affected my mental health a lot. Okay. And so, like, the past couple years have been, like, slowly going downhill with my mental health. And so, like, I think figuring that out kind of – it's always been something I knew that was, like, around. I used to be, like, I can't be – like, I'm never going to be trans. Yeah. And it's, like, knowing that that's who the fuck I am, but I wasn't able to accept it. But, like, this past summer, uh, like, 2020 summer – is when, like, everything was, like, okay, I have to 
start figuring this out because I think I came out and s- talked about my name switch on Facebook in June. Okay. And so I think that's kind of when I, it's also when I like started trying to get sober again. So like all of it was like I have like I was like I have to get sober. I have to figure this shit out because if not, I'm just gonna be a closeted drunk trans. Well, that's an amazing thing to come to as a person who, uh, you know, I, uh, I wouldn't say necessarily that I'm sober, but I abstain from alcohol. Yeah, that's um, the same. Yeah, same. So I don't, yeah. you don't do the meetings or anything, do you? Um, I have, and sometimes I'll still go to some occasionally. Yeah, me too. Like, I'll check in just to, yeah. you know, like if I need to, but yeah. But so. it's like, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't know. I tried the whole meetings and sponsor thing for a year, and it just like, it felt like I didn't fit quite. Yeah, like it was like, it was like yeah. I know that me and alcohol do not get along very well, but it's and I and I really like it. Yeah, but it, it doesn't like me. Yeah, you know, it's like what did I do wrong? <laughs> We're supposed to be friends, right. alcohol, whiskey, beer. We had each other's backs. <laughs> what happened? What changed? Yeah, and uh, and how old are you? Because this is a, this is very 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 impressive for someone of your age to come to this conclusion. Um, I'm 26. 26. So yeah. 26, still fairly young, especially when it comes to you know the whole drugs and alcohol game. Because you've been to rooms. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you're probably if you're not the youngest person, you're one of the top three youngest people in that yeah. room at any given time if you're under 30. So uh, that's great. So and it, let me ask you this because this kind of like. Because I know that this was something you you were working on in terms of the sobriety from beforehand. Um, by the way, I've I've been a fan of I've been a fan of Leo since I first seen them years ago. Coming to my open bike, just like just that perspective. I mean, this and there's like this and like you you hear it in Leo's voice, a very very soft spoken kind of person. But you know, you that, when he flips that switch, it's just like woof. <laughs> it's awesome, and it just comes out. And I think you're you're very good at doing that. You have great stage presence. Always have. Um, am I talking to talking no, you up too that, much? That's yeah, kind of. I'm like <laughs> I'm not that. Let's not. Let's calm the. Let's, let's calm it down a little. Let's calm it down. I appreciate okay. it, but appreciate it, but okay. So, um, how much do, uh, do you think the pandemic played any role in in just like this culmination of everything happening? Was it like a, a more time on your hands kind of situation? Because I know a lot of people with the extra time, they just they like came to a lot of like epiphanies. I know I did. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was like because it's like you have nothing else to do. Yeah, and then you have like. And then it's like when when alcohol or drugs becomes like it's like when you because there's everyone's had that limit yeah. with some substance this time during COVID because it's like you know some people have gotten through it and still are friends with th- that substance but yeah. like other people I've seen so many people who are like I'm sober now yeah I'm getting totally. sober I can't drink anymore and I don't know but like what was the question because I so basically it was just like do you think that like you know being sober. Uh, transitioning, all of that happening around the same time. Do you think that like COVID happening brought you to the, brought you to that probably a little bit faster, or, or you know it, brought everything to a head? Yeah, it kind of forced my hand on it. Like I had to like, I had nothing else to cover up. You yeah, know? like I couldn't go like work and do mics and shows to like fill the void. I had to just deal that it exists and like. I think figuring out also what my sobriety looks like has helped because I feel like when you first get into sobriety, especially like for AA, yeah, people are like, "Oh, you can't do any substance. You you get shamed if you like smoke weed or oh, anything absolutely. like that." 
and like I felt like I had to hide part of myself because I was like and like it just it didn't feel right and then once I was like you know what I think that drinking is my problem yeah weed is something that has been beneficial for me it hasn't really like I'm one of those people that can smoke like joint after joint after joint and it not affect me absolutely like I I confidently could smoke with Snoop Dogg like I really <laughs> believe that like, and nothing no nothing bad happens you're yeah, okay with it yeah we're all chill it's a good time neither of us are getting too like there's no, I don't think I've been too high in like five or six years that's awesome and so like is weed the only thing it's just like yeah. that's a, so you're cal i've heard this term by the way and it's called california sober so you know about california i'm half sober. california sober <laughs> half california sober uh have you heard demi lovato's take on that at all i haven't no she one thing that did bother me a little on that is because like she talks about how she's california sober and she's like i only do substances that don't that can't kill me and okay. it's like well alcohol technically can Yes, absolutely. Like weed, I'm never gonna shame anyone for smoking weed. Yeah, ever. But for like drinking, when there's when it's clearly been a problem and they know it is, and it's like when you drink, it's like you never know what's gonna happen. Like what drink's gonna lead to what text, you know? Oh, absolutely. And and there is there is definitely a physical uh, a a physical toll that alcohol takes. That being said, with me with weed, like I can't like I've never. When I was a kid, like the type of weed that I used to smoke compared to the weed that's available now, night and day difference. It was like you get a little fucked up for a couple hours. Sometimes there was extra things in there besides weed. You didn't know what you were getting. And now, like, everything's like, you know, slightly genetically modified mm-hmm. or hybrids of this and that. And it's just like to maximize T- THC uh, uh, volume within the weed. And it's like I, I my thing with people who smoke weed, I don't shame them, but I just I dislike the idea when people smoke weed, uh, people who are like real bad potheads who justified and say like, "Oh, this this isn't a drug." It's just like, but it is affecting you, you know. Yeah. It is, this isn't vitamin C you're taking. You know what I mean? I mean, I think I think if people are a bit realistic with that, to me, like I think you have probably a pretty good grasp on it. You know, I mean, especially if there is some, and I think in certain ways, like people can use it where there is a beneficial, mm-hmm. but usually it's the people who are using it excessively. That it's it's like no, you're doing it to get fucked up and to escape, you know. Well, when you say excessively, sometimes because it's like the thing is with weed, it's yeah. different from alcohol or anything else. Yeah, it's like because the more and also alcohol also has like its tolerance. And Absolutely, like you, you yeah. build up a tolerance. But with weed, what looks like to one person is smoking a lot. Yeah, to them, it's like it's not even getting them high because their tolerance is so high. So it looks like they're like smoking all this weed. And they're just getting stoned, but it's like actually, it takes them that much weed. It takes someone like two or three joints to get high versus someone who needs one or two hits. Yeah, like me, like if I took a hit right now, it's fucking stare at the wall and just be like this. Oh my god, I'm on, I'm on Mars. Right. Yeah. And if I took a hit right now, I'd be like, did I take a hit? Well, listen, I, the way I look at it is like it doesn't work for you. Period. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's and that's like it's it's. Listen, if you this life is short, it's hard, it's fucking miserable. If what what whatever gets you through the day is what gets you through the day. Right. You know what I mean? I think I think comparatively speaking to alcohol, it's fucking it's a million times better. Like if you had a choice between the two, 100% it's better. I mean, let's be honest, alcohol is fucking destructive. Right. It really yeah. is. It's 
there's never been a time where like drinking has led to a good experience. Like, yeah. It's led to like either bad sex yeah. or just like me crying because I got no bad sex. You know? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, those those two those two sides of bad. Me, I when I th- I realized with alcohol for me it was once I started drinking at home. And like that was like I was like waking up and I literally I was just like this. Uh, you you ever have like those old things where they refer to like they you see like an old guy who drinks like first thing in the morning like this. Or like daddy's got to take his medicine. Yeah. I was just like I get that. Yeah. Yeah. Last that's how I was because I had that I was literally drinking a bottle of whiskey a day. Yeah. I'd wake up wake to go to the gro- to the store like literally like five houses down from me. Yeah. Grab my bottle of whiskey. And, like, go home. And when I stopped going there, I went there, like, two or three weeks after I had stopped going there for, like, two months at a time. Two months. Yeah. And I walked in, and there I was, like, to grab a lighter. And they were, like, they were like oh, like, who are – like, they were, like, I'm so glad you stopped coming. Because wow. they, were, they were, like – I told them, concern, yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah, I told them I was, like, stop drinking. They're, like, good for you, man. Like, the, it's, like, when, <laughs> when, the, when, like, the liquor store guy is telling you good for you for getting sober, that, you know. Exactly. He wants your business. Right. He's, like, no, you were going where I'm concerned. I don't care about taking the hit. We're looking out for your best right. interest. I was drinking good whiskey at the beginning, and then I just went down to Southern Comfort, oh, you know. I was, like, you know. fuck it. Yeah. Like that's and that, you're right. Like that's for me. So it was uh, what was what was the because I I had to stop drinking whiskey altogether because I was just like once I started like punching walls and like I was like it was like oh, okay this is gonna lead to self harm or so me. So you got to take else. some Xanax with it. That's, what happened? Take some Xanax with it. That that's what I did. That's <laughs> I why just I level you out. Right? <laughs> that's why I just like, in my bed like like this the entire night. Like, <laughs> it was a mix. That's good. But this is you guys are learning about the mixes of alcohol and Xanax on the Epic Cheat Day podcast. Hit me up, Epic Cheat Day podcast, Instagram, Facebook, Gmail. Send an email. Nobody sends an emails. By the way, like and subscribe to this fucking podcast. Like you guys tell me how good it is. You know what? If you hit that like button, that helps me out in terms of my. I have no idea how many listeners I actually have at all like i know the metrics i mm. don't know how to read them like i don't know what that equates to in actual li- so i think i have between 30 and 100 okay people listening but that i may be just out not lying to you right now about that so um really there's ten thousand. Yeah. when i told her i will say this when i did tell a few people that i was gonna have you on the mm-hmm. podcast they're like i want to listen to that episode so really yeah i honestly think everyone hates me like that's what Wait, my head what Are yeah you kidding? i have so much anxiety i honestly freak like i honestly just feel like everyone hates me you mean in the comedy community comedy com- in general but like yeah in the comedy community <laughs> really <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic. In general, I am a scourge on the earth, and I am not loved I'm by I'm a him. garbage human being, and I deserve nothing. Wow. And now we know why Leo does comedy. So uh, that's uh, that's the foundation right there. Um, so you had to dump your material. You, tra- you started transitioning, um, and... Uh, uh, I don't, I, l- let me know. And by the way, this is maybe just me being asking this out of sheer ignorance. Let me know if this is just not an appropriate question. Um, because some people they don't they do they go through with do some people choose not to go through with the full like surgery deal or yeah. Um, it, is it okay to ask if like what the what the the long term is or are you just playing it by ear or I mean I like I I know like I'm I want top surgery. Okay. Um, what does uh, that mean? Cutting them titties. Okay. Cutting, cutting them titties. Cutting them titties. 
Okay. And then that's all I like. Cut, and I'm on testosterone, so like. Yeah. I I'm keeping everything else. You know, I like I like my vagina. Yeah. I don't want a dick. I don't know how. How do you ride a bike with a dick? Like that's what I. That I mean, carefully. It hurts my <laughs> vagina riding a bike sometimes. I don't yeah. know how people do it with dicks. I really. So the testosterone, you're keeping that. Okay, mm-hmm. so um, I'll be on T for the rest of my life. So let me ask you, because um, because I, I I used to work with somebody at Jewel, um, and they were going the other way with it. Um, they were uh, a Transition. man transitioning into a woman, and they said the same thing that they're they're you know they 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 don't plan on getting the full surgery. They might they maybe wanted to get uh you know their breasts enlarged at one mm-hmm. point, um, you know, and they were taking estrogen and um. Yeah, so I think that's important for people to know is that it's not, you know, that that's that that within the trans community itself, there's also a spectrum of people that choose to, right. to go to that. So uh, good, thank you for yeah. covering that. Good, we're enlightening the people. I don't know. Yeah, I never know how far. Like what I'm, I'm like, I don't know. Do you want to know the whole? Because th- I don't really care. Like it's just like no. I mean, I was just more j- just for my own edification. Right. Like it was, uh, you know, because I what I really want to dive into is the fact that. Um, you know, I mean, really, I mean, this is kind of, I mean, you're the guest, but I more, more wanted to keep in focus with having to dump like a good bit of material as mm-hmm. a comic and, uh, based off of a life choice, which is ultimately a great life choice for you. Um, you know, but knowing that it's like, okay, but now is there anything freeing about that? Like, okay, now I, now I have like this clean slate comedy wise. I now have all these tools that I've built up from being a comic for so long. Is there something good to that? Or do you find that to be, do you see any advantages to it? There, I think the advantage is that it pushes myself. It pushes me to have to write new material. Like I can't, because I, I just can't do the material I yeah. was doing. It just doesn't make sense. It would be stupid of me. Yeah. And so it forces my hand into having to write again, which during COVID I wasn't doing much of. Yeah, because I wasn't I, doing much of I it was either. doing a lot of drinking, yeah. depressing shit, yeah. you know. And But, like, also it's, like, it's kind of – it's terrifying, too, because I'm losing all that material. So, okay. So, I, I, I mean, yeah. I mean, naturally. And it's not like – it would be one thing if I, if like you know you were you know a six month comic and the material you were using losing were things you were probably gonna lose or not retool for a couple of years, but you had stuff in there that was getting you booked on shows. So right. like I could totally see like you know those were your babies. I mean yeah. everybody everybody I know is a comic. You know you got those little crown jewels that you have. I mean you know we were talking about the the sauce bit like that to me like when I heard that I was just like oh okay there's. That that that's got a lot of legs. That's, yeah, uh, yeah. And so, I almost stuck with being non-binary just to keep that bit. Just to keep <laughs> you know, that bit. Just... That's how good uh, Leo's sauce bit was. Um, R.I.P. the sauce bit. Uh, R.I.P. the sauce bit. There's a couple where I'm also like, I don't know if I can do them anymore or not. Okay. Like I don't know. Do you remember the the bar bit that I would do, uh, where I would end it like, uh, where I was like in a taxi with my someone I, I like went on a date with and the taxi driver was like, is this your ex? Or, I mean, is this your, is this your son? And oh like, yeah. No. Like, and then of course it was like, of course I said yes. And then we started making out <laughs> and like, and then I'd end it with like, you know, something about them bringing their, me home to like tell their parents they're gay. And it's like, well, can they do that now? Cause it's like, I'm not a, a lesbian. Well, hold on. But that, I that that's true. And it's like I've been like playing with the word queer, and I just don't yeah. know if it hits the same. It, it, it I think 
I think you're right that it wouldn't hit the same, but I still think that there's that you could work it in somehow. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think I think uh, don't drop it. Don't drop it completely. Like I think there's still something there. There's enough on there that there's enough meat on that bone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was keeping the... that as a closer for a minute. Too, yeah, so it's like Oof. now That's I gotta rough. figure out something good enough to close with, which I still haven't done yet. Well, yeah, I mean, I the, again, that, the stuff, like the the uh, what's called the foundation that I saw you working with with the Caitlyn Jenner bit was, I was just like, oh, okay, mate. That might be I, that 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 has something to it. That has a little bite. I don't yeah. know. Um, so uh, now that comedy's back, how do you feel about comedy again? Like, do, do, are you looking at it from a different perspective? Not only from having to basically start fresh again, but like we're all starting fresh right. again now. You we know. Are. So how do you feel now as opposed to pre-pandemic about comedy? I mean, right now I'm honestly feeling better than I was. I'm kind of just ready to like. I'm re- like I think I've got a lot of things that I've worked on. I'm f- I'm working on like my social skills too. Yeah. So like that's something that I think has held me back a lot. Is I just don't know how to socialize. I'm so awkward. I'm so, I feel so awkward. Really? Yeah. I have like my anxiety. Like my head is always telling me every little thing that I did that was weird or wrong. Oh yeah. And, I like, mean, but I I I couldn't tell from any conversation I've ever had with you. You seem pretty confident. You seem like you know where you. You want to get to in the conversation. I don't know. So that's what people say. That's shocking to me. (laughs) Quite frankly, in my head, I'm freaking out anytime I talk to someone. I'm like, oh, God. By the way, I do apologize if you see me checking my phone. I'm just making sure that uh, that, um, you know, because I got a couple of guests lined up today. So I just want to make sure that they know, you know, or if they message me that they're not coming in. One time I did uh, when I was uh, when I had Amber Autry on here, uh, Jason Acevedo coming in later that day. And he ba- he kept calling me and texting me. I'm like, is everything OK? He said, oh, and I, I messaged him. I was like, what's going on in the middle of the podcast? So it's like this. Oh, I'm just letting you know I'm going to be on time. Like, who does that? For real. <laughs> who does that? Like, why? Just come then. Like, at the, you're supposed to call when you're not going to be on time. I was going to say, I don't even let people know when I'm going to be late. Like, <laughs> I just show up when I show up. And that has gotten me in trouble, like, with a couple, with one show. Yeah. Well, oh, with a show? Yeah, because, like, I was late from work. I didn't text them that I was going to be late. I was just, like, hurrying and biking, and I show up, and they're like, yeah, you're not doing they're like this isn't how the theater works and i was like this isn't theater this is comedy (laughs) (laughs) but but, like i didn't say that shit and like since then that didn't end well because i was like mad because i was like dude i just got from work like things were crazy i'm sorry to text you and then he's like yeah you're not going up (laughs) wow okay well i mean you know i mean hey sometimes that happens i i had something embarrassing happen recently so i've been doing shows and mics in vr right mm-hmm. yeah okay yeah I, I see you smiling yes it's exactly as lame as it sounds so it's not well the shows are okay it's it, it's definitely a different thing it's not replacing stand-up like in real life anytime soon um so yeah i went on there and i have a bit where I talk about uh, where I talk about you know having my psych ward stays and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and then I have a bit later on where I talk about how I feel about DMT, and at the end of it I say you know what else you could suck on a forty five blow your brains out right. I did that bit without doing the mental health bit, and this was like a mental health run like mic in the the VR sphere. So all of a sudden like I say the bit and I just get kicked out of the VR room and I'm just like, what the hell happened? It was just like you're banned from going in this room. And I was just like, 
Oh, it had to have been that. They didn't message me or anything. Really? I was, yeah, I was like, the, there's no reason why well, I got banned from that. So. What was was it? A bat? Like, what was the bit? Because the bit is, I basically say like the other th- the other thing you could, other than a, a crack pipe to shove in your mouth to smoke DMT and talk to God with, you could shove a 45 in your mouth and blow your brains out. And you know, for people who are saying you know mental health awareness slash you know, and with no other context of me being mentally ill or having right. dealt with mental illness stuff. I mean, look, I've, I've, I've done enough suicide attempts that I should be dead three times by now. So, but I've never mentioned that in my set. So basically it just seemed like to them, like I was just making a dark suicide joke at the expense of people who what's wrong yeah. with that. Well, it, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I, I love suicide jokes. I know. Some of my I, favorite. I, I, but I mean, you know, you have life experience. You yeah. know, some people. I've tried are... to kill myself, so I can say that. You shit. can say but that. So have yeah, you. So have so, I. And I don't know. I don't think people should judge each other on their suicide bits. Like, oh, like one suicide bit is better because it's less suicidal. I, I, <laughs> like, <laughs> we're talking about the spectrum of suicide bits here. Like that now, is a. Now, what do they range from? Like, oh, I. I took pills because I like pills and I almost died. That's one kind of suicide bit. And that's like, oh, you need to die. I don't know. I'm trying trying to be creative in the moment. I mean, I think I ended once. I did a set recently at a mic and I was, I ended it with like, I had like 40 seconds left and I did some suicide bit and I was like, well, what else am I supposed to talk about for 40 seconds? You know? (laughs) And I just was like, I'm going to kill myself. And people like that. It's like, yeah. Cause like some rooms you can just really be like, you ever just want to kill yourself? Like, you ever just want to end it all? And you know something? And I I think everybody, everybody feels that at some Mm -hmm. point. You know what I mean? I think it's a natural thing to actually feel it. Not a natural thing to actually try to go through with it. And I'm talking about like. Really? (laughs) For you and me, that's crazy. It took me a while to realize, wait, not everybody tried to. Right. It's like, this isn't what everyone else does when they've got like 10 beers in. Like they don't just (laughs) put a belt around their neck and try to hang there. Like. Yeah, exactly. Oh, what? You never got so, you, you never had your mental illness take over so much that you can't think or focus at all. And your whole world's collapsing and you want to escape, so you swallow a bunch of pills. That doesn't happen to everybody all the time. That's weird. That's so weird. Happens like twice a week for me. Like, <laughs> good for you, though. Good for you. I'm so glad you, you know, go to go to a cafe on the weekends and hang out with your friends and talk about brunch. I don't know. You go get lattes and cappuccinos. And cappuccinos. <laughs> Fucking... This is the Latte Cappuccino Podcast with Leo Gundam. I do love lattes, and I can make a mean-ass latte. Uh, okay, so what's – all right, so the, the, you don't know, fucking – we'll deep dive into lattes right now. So what's the skill or the secret to making a good latte? Know what you're doing? Yeah. You just, <laughs> like with Like, anything. people literally don't know what they're doing. Like, most coffee shops, why is Starbucks so bad? Because your baristas don't know what they're doing. They know what to do, but they don't know what they're doing. Like, coffee is a skill. It's a it's an art figuring out how to like how to how like the perfect temperature to steam a milk like robots can't do that shit and how to like get get a good pour from like like a, a drip like yeah. you have to know like how to grind your beans you know you have to know like what and you know doing. how to do all that yeah I've, I was a barista for a few years what uh what's a uh, coffee shop I worked at Foxtrot and oh like, okay yeah like yeah, fuck yeah, that yeah. place. <laughs> fuck, fuck, try, man. Fuck, fuck them bitches but they got some good products <laughs> they do but that shit is expensive and stupid 
Well, that's what I felt like when I went to Intelligentsia. I was just like, oh, I get it. You're the intelligent ones here because everybody else is paying $12 a cup mm-hmm. of coffee. I got it. Okay. Also, that's people who, cute. People who work at coffee shops like that definitely think they're better than people who work at Starbucks. Like, I would never work at Starbucks. So, ever. So, my ex, she works at Dollop, right? Okay. And, like, it's right over there in Streeterville. Well, probably one of the best customer service people. Like, I'm a great customer service person. She is fucking phenomenal. And she she's like this. She She's like, yeah, 90% of the times I'm just making stuff up. <laughs> I'm just like this. Oh, yeah, well, this has – she's reading the package to them. She's just like, oh, well, this has notes of lavender and this and that and the other thing. She's just reading off the thing. And they love it. If you sound confident, they're yeah. just like, wow, wow. I'm so okay. impressed. Tell me more. Yeah, it's like I could do a medium grind. She's like, I don't know what a medium grind is. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Fake it till you make it, man. I am the worst coffee drinker. So here's what I do. I, I black coffee, uh, whatever's on sale at Jewel at any given time. Um, I don't proportion it out correct. I just five scoops and four scoops. Use the same filter twice. Uh, yeah, and um, that's pretty much how I do it. If I'm on the street, then I go to Dunkin'. Or, and I don't even go to Dunkin' because they're fucking expensive. No, I go to 7-Eleven, get a dollar cup of coffee, I'm the worst coffee. You drinker. just you just disrespect coffee. I That's do. Just disrespectful. I want the caffeine. That's all I'm like, doing it for. I don't know. Is that worse than being an? Are you worse right now? Like, <laughs> is that worse than being an avid Starbucks drinker? I like, th- I don't know. You tell. Well, you tell I, me you're the connoisseur. They're both bad. Like I judge both. <laughs> like I judge you the same way I'm judging my mom and my sister for drinking Starbucks every goddamn day of their life. <laughs> Well, this is the this is now turned into the I'm being judged podcast. <laughs> I'm a snob. I'm a coffee snob. I'm a snob in general. Well, you're allowed to be. I think if especially if you know what you're talking about, you know. I think that I I find that with comedy though. Like I find there's a lot of people at our level who are snobs at comedy. It's just like we still don't know what the fuck we're doing. How are you a snob with this? Right. Yeah. Right. You're not you're not getting booked at Laugh Factory every goddamn day. You're not you're not yeah. on the road. Like even, who, most, even a lot of those people aren't good enough to really be snobs. I mean, let's be honest, uh, you know, so, you know, not saying they're bad. I'm just saying, like, in, the comedy journey is so long. Mm-hmm. You know, I, it's like when you there are people who I know are doing it 10 years who are still like, yeah, well, I just I'm learning how to do this. Or it's just like they they're looking at the six rungs above them on the ladder. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, wow, you know, this is a this is this is for life. It's either you're doing it for life right. or you're not. You, you know? don't stop climbing like you, yeah. there's no there's no top. Yeah, there's no top. Like I remember hearing about like Jerry Seinfeld or Tim Allen, how they would just mm-hmm. do drop in sets like all the time randomly. I'm just like, why? They 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 have everything. They own ranch homes and like homes in Manhattan and all. So why are they doing that? And then I started doing, I was just like, Oh, cause it doesn't go away. Right. That's why it, it doesn't. It's like that. It's an ego thing. Yeah. I think, I mean, one of the reasons why there's, I feel like so many comics are alcoholics is cause it's just addiction. Like we're yeah. addicted to the grind. We're addicted to people telling us we're funny. Like yeah. I, I am, I like this past year, not having that, like my ego boost that I did not have, like yeah. ruined me. I need those people like, I need people to be like, you're funny. Like, I need yeah. to hear that. See, and I like that level of honesty because I approach it from, like, when I hear people, like, when I see people posting things on Facebook saying, like, this, oh, I, I want to I serve a greater good. It's just, like, really? So you're serving the audience? So the person's name on the marquee, you want that to be the fan's name or your name? Right. You know what I mean? And I said this before in this podcast. I say it almost every time I'm talking to a comic. It's just, like, we are – 
damage people who at our core and, and not even in a negative way, but our, our ways of coping with life is because of this egomania mm-hmm. and delusion we have for wanting that much attention being poured on us for that given time. And no high. And by the way, and, and that's another thing that I noticed about a lot of people that do drugs with comedy. It's just like and you've and I've heard people who are like doing comedy back in like the 90s and stuff like that mm-hmm. in the 80s when like there was really like a big cocaine, uh, you know, that was part of the whole comedy. Not that there isn't now. Um, but it's like a lot of them were just like, you get that high from the stage that can't be replicated any other way. Right. So, and it's like you said, it's like, you're trying to fill that with other, with other things when it's not there. Yeah. You've had great sets. Like it doesn't, there's nothing else that feels like that. I've done nothing. a lot of drugs. Nothing feels like that. Right. right? It's, it's just something it's like, it's dope. It's like, you want to feel that feeling all the time. Totally. And you can't, you only yeah. get like 10, 20 minutes, yeah. 30 if you're lucky. I, and like, I, I kind of like that, though. I kind of like that we only get that for 20, 30 minutes. You know right. what I mean? At most. Because, yeah. Would, it would ruin us if we were, like, up there three hours at a time. Jesus Christ. No, I would hate myself more than I already do. Like, yeah. I'd be like, oh, <laughs> what am I doing with my life? So brutal. But, yeah, like, we, you know, I, I, I uh, and and it's good because I've, I've had people on here, you know, try to intellectualize it more than that. It's just like, no, it's pretty primal pretty yeah. basic it's a vice and i tried quitting i tried quitting literally i've been doing it for i've been doing it for roughly around the same amount of time well i've been doing it for four years but three mm-hmm. uh for not counting pandemic which i'm not because i'm like if i tell people i'm doing it for it's just i should be on more right, things at right, four, you right. know what i mean like so no we're gonna say three years um but like in that time i've quit i in that time i've quit three times okay. for multiple months at a time thinking that I'm not coming back and there's always that one thing. And then this last time I quit and came back, I'm just like, I, I, that, why am I lying to myself right. about this? It's, it's not going away. It fills so many voids in your life. Totally. It's like you also have, because no matter how awkward I think I am, I still have friends in the comedy scene. It's, Absolutely. It's like you, you see people that it becomes people you see every single day. Yeah. I think that's why it was so weird for us for a whole year. Cause we used some of us used to see each other every single day, every at least day. once a day. At least once a day, yeah. And it's like now it's like we went a whole year not seeing each other. Totally. And it's like we're not we don't have to even be friends. It's just the fact of like seeing each other in public. Exactly. Is like it's comforting and like that hopefully is coming back. See, and that's a, and that's another thing I don't think we've touched on enough on this uh, in this podcast, but you're right, the sense of community like we have like if you think about it, we all come from everybody comes at this from a different angle, mm-hmm. you know. And, uh, you know, I mean, you're 26, I'm 42 going on 43, Um, you know, different parts of the country. But we have this one thing in common that, you know, that is just the levels, levels of playing field, you know. Mm -hmm. And I don't care if you're you're a South Side, West Side comic, Chicago comic, Philly comic or whatever. That one thing, you know, Mm -hmm. does create that whole sense of community. And And you're right. There are comics when people mention their name. I'm just like this. Yeah. What happened to that person? Right. You know, um, so and that's weird, too. Like, all right. So let me ask you, let me going back to that. So coming back and I've noticed for me, there's been a lot of adjustments for everybody. There's been a lot of adjustments. It's a whole new playing field now. Mm -hmm. Um, What do you feel like are, are the advantages and disadvantages of that? I think I don't know. I mean, the advantage there's advantages for the people who I think handled COVID right and like used this time to work themselves in the community part of comedy. Yeah, and make friends because that's I feel like I've seen a lot of projects come out of COVID. Yeah, a lot of shows, a lot of people or groups of people are starting things, 
And I think that it's like we're all blossoming at the same time. Yeah. Which is nice. But then it's like there's also this like we're all we're all still competition, you know, like like at the end of the day, you want to get booked. I'm happy for anyone who gets booked. Yeah. I think it's great. But there are times where I'm like, I want to be booked, too, you know? Yeah. And like, I mean, do you have that mindset in terms of in terms of it being competition? Um, not, I don't know, like, not really competition, kind of, but it's like, I wouldn't say competition other than it's like when you see someone getting something and it's like, well, it's more like, okay, if they can get it, I should be able to get it too. And that just makes me work harder to get it. And that's how it should be. Cause it's like, I'm not whining and complaining that I'm not getting spots. That's like, I'm making, there we go. It's like, you see that it's like, I don't want that away from them. I want that for for me as well. Like I never see someone and I'm jealous of them. You know? Thank it's you. It's more like I want it's like it's more like I see that and I'm upset with myself because I haven't pushed myself to exactly. get Exactly. And and I, I I you've hit the nail on the head. The first question when I see somebody get something where I'm just like this, oh that's something I, I could get to or something I should go for it's like this. Okay, well you know what next time I see them, maybe and not even and there's a very slimy way that I've seen people do this mm-hmm. where they've asked people how they've gotten things because it's really like a condes it can be perceived as a condescending question. Yeah. But it's just like it's like no, like find out like if, if there's something you want in this world, find out how to get it. You know, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to comedy, especially when it comes to getting booked and getting these shows. And like one thing I tell people all the time, uh, you know, when they when they ask if people who asked me it's like oh how'd you get such and such show it's just like, reach out like i stop thinking that you're so good that people are going to come to you and book you on shows that happens but it had happened so much rarer than you mm-hmm. reaching out and getting put on shows because bookers have so many options for comics right you know if i'm booking a line and me now right now i'm booking two shows okay so it's like if i'm booking lineups where you're booking t- i know you had the one at Link- you have, you I, have two, two. I have two looking last so okay. i just I, I got brought on as a co-producer for um for a Chicago Fight Club as well. Oh, hell yeah. So Chicago Fight Club and, of course, no the No Gimmicks Needed Comedy Show is at Lincoln Lodge. The next one we have coming up is the uh, it's the first Friday of the month, every month, 9-15. We will be revealing that uh, lineup. But, well, by the time this episode comes out, that lineup is going to be revealed. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we, we're doing the whole – again, the reason why it's called No Gimmicks is we're doing a minimalist approach to it, which we – because we actually – so my two co-producers, sorry to turn this on me, but I just want I, just so when people under, try to understand the concept, uh, me, Canute, uh, and Jessica Misra mm-hmm. were, were were all three producing this show. We actually came up with a really great idea up front. It conflicted with somebody else's idea, so it's like okay, let's come up with another idea, which would have been a good idea. But it, both of those things were very gimmicky. Okay, we talked to Lincoln Lodge. Lincoln Lodge is starting something like that, so it's like. You know what? Fuck the gimmicks. Let's just put on a comedy show. Yeah. So that's how we came up with the idea. It's just like, how many comics are we booking every month? Three. That's it. Three. Everybody does 10 minutes. Fucking headliner does 20. Simple. Simple. Right. No hooks. No weirdness. Everybody. And by the way, the people who are doing concept shows, great for them. I, uh, 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 we tried. We couldn't get it done. We're just gonna do what we know, and that's comedy. That's right. what the whole thing Con- is. I think concept hard shows are hard, man. Like they are. I, I don't really like them. I'll do them if I'm asked to do them, but yeah. I don't ever put myself out to like be on those shows where I have to do something else other than comedy. Oh my god, you know? I would hate to see. I would. I would. I would hate to be against you in a roast battle but i would love to see you roast battle somebody i would be i would be into that i would I, be super into that i just i just i know i just like i know it's bubbling under that 
uh, uh, under the stereo, just like, oof. I'm a judgy bitch. Don't do it. Don't do it. I got shit to say. Let let me ask this. If you could roast battle somebody in the community, who would it be? Fuck, I don't know. I don't think I know anyone well enough to be like, I want to roast them specifically. Specifically? Okay. Because, right. like, I know, like, I know I've done shows where it's, like, I've roasted the audience. Yeah, I've, I've those seen are you the roast the audience. Like, man, that's good. I, have you done Sharon Palm's show? The uh, She had one at Comedy Clubhouse. It was, oh, like, uh, Toasted, where, like, you, you would, like, roast and toast an audience member. And, like, all the comics would, like, just, to- like, shit on them for, like, like roast them for five minutes and it was great. <laughs> it was so fun. Well, I can see comics like roasting each other. How are the audience taking that? They I love mean, it. Really? Like, because they usually volunteer. They're like, oh, it's their birthday. We want them to be roasted and toasted. Wow. And it was a great, con- like, that's the, one of concept. the only now concept that shows it, yeah. that I actually really like. Like, I love doing that show. Well, I've also seen you get like aggressive with the audience in, the, in, the, in a good way, not in a bad way, in a good way. Um, so I could totally see you excelling at that, but man, if I, if I gave you two weeks and pointed out a comic, like, okay, shit on them. I'm pretty sure that's going to be a fucking, there's certain people. I'm just like, like me, I'm doing a roast battle in a couple weeks, which by the time this episode comes out would have already passed. And it's like, I'm not. I, I'm too nice a person. I like people. Who are you doing much. it with? Chris Gladys. Okay. I, yeah. That's a good guy. That's I like him. It. <laughs> it was just like, uh, it was, because like the option was either Chris or Canute. And like people, if you've seen Canute's comedy and like his approach to comedy, that's a fucking nightmare scenario. He mm. will have 50 jokes by tomorrow and 45 of them will be killers that I can't do anything with. Let's just like, oh, okay, so I'm just getting dunked on left and right. So, he's yeah. such a joke writer. It's like yeah. everything. Yeah, he's – I wouldn't want to go with Canoe. Honestly, <laughs> I wouldn't. Honestly, I'd be like, no, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Um, yeah, so uh, long – like, all right, so because, uh, you know, you, and I was talking with uh, – because I, I had uh, I recorded with – you know Jessica Mance? Yeah. So I, I recorded with Jessica Mance yesterday. So I think I'm going to work this in where I ask everybody this question. But, like, you know how everybody starts off comedy having the quote-unquote comedy dream? Mm-hmm. Um, I know that's probably changed for you since since starting out. You know, it's changed for me. It changed for me two weeks into it. I was just like, oh, okay, this is not what I th- – it's, it's, I love this, but it's not what I thought it was going to be uh, in one respect. So, like, my goal is to be able to self-substantiate with comedy. Mm-hmm. If I could do that – great that's my quote-unquote comedy dream what's your comedy dream um mine actually has stayed the same from like day one. Oh, really yeah okay. i've i want to be the best you know like Fuck i, yeah. I want to be the funniest i want to be booked i want i want people i want to be i want to have specials like i want to be i want to be the best and i know a lot of people say that yeah and we can all be the best but i'm gonna be the best you know what i mean yeah like and i've I know what it takes. I've, I've, I studied before I came and did this. I like read books. I knew what I was getting into. I knew it's like a grind. You have, like, I, I always, the grind when, you know, they've had that argument recently about the hustle and grind. of Yeah. Comedy. Like that, that was one article. And I think comics, just everyone fucking, just yeah, went off went off on that. Yeah. And it's like, honestly, I'm all about the hustle. I, yeah. I think that's how you get funny. Yeah. I, I've, you know, read that like, when you're like to be a great comic, it takes about the same time to be a great doctor, which yeah. is it takes to be a doctor 10 years, yeah. but to be a great, a great doctor, doctor. Yeah. And it's like, I don't want to be just a comedian. I want to be a great comedian. See, and that's, know? that's noble. I think 
See, uh, so my perspective on it, which, by the way, bravo, Mazel Tov. That is a fucking awesome goal. And I, I genuinely believe perfectly achievable. The way I look at it, it's just I don't – and I, I have this argument with people. Um, you know, my perspective – it's not really an argument. I know how I feel about it. I know other people feel differently about it. I don't look at – I don't look at any two comics as doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. I look at them like, you know, it's like two – it's like somebody who plays the oboe and somebody who plays the violin are both musicians. And they both could go on stage and perform music, mm-hmm. but they're playing two different things. Yeah. And they're playing two different levels. And they're playing they're playing their own unique style when they do that. Mm-hmm. So that's the way I same, same way I feel about comic like comedy. Like I know – I'm going to be the best, and this is going to sound very hokey and new agey, the very best Derek Strong style comic mm-hmm. that there ever is and ever will be, and nobody's going to be better at being that comic than me. Yeah. And that's because that's all I really have control over, okay? Right. If you're booking me, you're not booking me um, to be a comedian in the lineup. You're booking me to be Derek Strong in the lineup. You know, that's yeah. the way I look at it. And so, so, so am I already achieving that? Yeah. I achieve it every fucking time I go out. Every time I grab the mic and I yell at people about not liking White Castle, fucking that's what I'm doing every single time. Um, but yeah, you're gonna fucking. I I've seen I've I've seen the legit legitimately I've seen your progress from because was my mic one of your first mics or I know did you start um, going to my mic early on? I know I did your strong style. Yeah, one I think probably. Would, did that happen maybe a year into while well, I, well, I was in a year in maybe maybe like I so it started uh, strong style started 2018 yeah and I started I guess I did start right at the right in 2018 oh okay great yeah, so, I yeah. started January 3rd 2018 well I mean I've definitely seen the progress between you know then and now and it's mm-hmm. just like I but I kind of had the gist I mean I, again the first time I saw you freak out on the crowd it's like oh oh I see it now I see it now. <laughs> I see it now. It's fucking awesome. Oh, and the other time, of course, is when we did the uh, was when uh, me and uh, Britta had the um, uh, had the uh, uh, what's we call it? I, I don't even know how to classify the. I, I was gonna say Women's Awareness Month. Like, no, no, no. But it was just like it was like we were gonna do like the, you know. And I was just like, Britta, are you sure you want to do this? She was like, Yeah. And then we opened up my open mic for the non-comic listeners. We opened up my open mic to. Uh, to uh to to women comics and and uh um and uh yeah so and we said like not only do they come in and they get they get bumped on the list so if there's a male comic they could choose to go up in front of them uh but they could do as much time as possible and uh <laughs> there's a lie there there was a lie there I, my ass got cut off <laughs> so so okay but like okay so like First of all, we thought that only some women would come in and take the bump, and it's just like no, but it's like it's like, but everybody's still a comic. So every woman who came in took a bump. Everybody did extra time, and then certain people <laughs> went up and did seventeen minutes, seventeen minutes, <laughs> and then, as soon as you get off the stage, Brenda looked at me and she's just like this. Okay, this is my bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the I'm the reason. Like I, I I'll I'll take everything to a limit. I mean, you said unlimited you said time. Unlimited time. I mean, I'm being technical. Unlimited That's means awesome. unlimited. Well, but and to be fair to you, like I think it's not you. Were, you were going up there, and again, you were feeling stuff out. And like, listen, stage time is worth more than gold for us. You know, especially mm. at, still at our level, having to go to mics and wait around. So if you have. The, uh, the option to do as much time as possible, even if you're talking shit and just fucking just throwing shit at the mm-hmm. wall verbally, 
why not? Right. You know, which is all I was doing. I yeah. don't think I did any. Jo- I'm pretty sure it. I just yelled <laughs> the entire I, I, time. I, I remember just no material, which is, by the way, fine. It was like, listen, hey, you know, we we left the door open for that. I can't fault you for that, and I don't. And I actually respected you from doing that. I'm just like, okay, but that that to me like added to the whole, you know, the the whole uh, 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 legacy of Leo Gundiff in terms of you know long term comedy things so um you know that uh, we're gonna wrap this up but real quick um do you, is there anything you want to push is there anything you're producing now is there anything you're starting up um yeah uh producing uh co-producing uh dead grass comedy dead grass comedy. Uh, yeah. every other saturday of the month we had our first show la- last night hell yeah it was pretty good for the how cold it was and it ended in rain steve gerard played in the rain it was beautiful <laughs> played a little guitar it was such a vibe, but yeah, every other Saturday. So it's the next one's gonna be the twenty second, I think. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, and uh, when this episode comes out, what I'll do then is I'll hit you up, and then you let me know who's on the lineup for that for the next Saturday for the Saturday that's coming up, and then I'll plug this show. Oh yeah. Uh, during that, and like, um, so that's great. And you got you told me you did pretty well. Does it freak you out that it's fucking May seventh and forty degrees out? Does that, yeah. Yeah. I, we were all like, this shouldn't be happening. Like no. we planned for May seventh or eighth, whenever it was, because it's it's supposed to be nice. Yeah, and it was like four. It was literally like forty five degrees. See, and that's the problem. Is is you're right. Oh, hold on. Yeah, it's like that's the problem. Is like it's forty degrees or so. And when did he send this? He is he is on route three hundred three drop off. So okay, so but that's good. Because we actually still have a little time. Do you still want to talk more? I mean, if you still want to go a little bit further, then yeah, we got. Yeah. I got some time before Alex gets here, uh, my next guest. But um, what do you want to talk about? Is there any subjects or anything? Anything you want to ask me? Is there any? You know, is, you know, what are you planning on eating for dinner tonight? Do you have any ideas for that? Yeah, I'm hoping to get some pasta from work. From work, that's right. You got the new job today. Yeah. Where are you working at? Pasta bowl. Pasta bowl. Coming and tip my ass. That's right. Just tip her. Just I'm sorry. Just tip Leo's ass because the rest of Leo cannot give a shit about tips. Uh, yeah. So just my ass. Just, uh, which is getting really nice thanks to the bike. <laughs> Get a well-toned ass riding a bike. Um, this is a uh, Leo Kondiff is telling you the best way to get a well-toned ass. Um, it is how I lost all my weight. And that's how I'm going to lose all my weight again after I gained it all over COVID. Because my ass ate so crazy over COVID. Did you eat, like, crazy over COVID? Oh, yeah. I gained, I gained a solid 40 pounds. I, I'm, yeah. I gained 60. Nice. Yeah. I went from, I went from like, 135 to 200. Nice. Now, oh, that's now a I'm good like chunk a, of weight. Yeah. I'm 180 now. So, 183, I just weighed myself the other day. So Congrats. How did you feel when you saw the two bills when you stopped? I was like, fuck, man. I was like, I knew my double chin was getting big. Like, I knew. <laughs> For me, like, when I, when I stepped on the scale, I saw 294. I'm like, oh, because I used to be 330. I'm like, oh, shit, this is happening again. Yeah. My yeah. heaviest was, like, 215. Oh, so you know. You know I was you know. I was always a little heavier. Yeah. Last The last two years when I was, like, super skinny – was the skinniest I'd ever been in my life, like ever. And Liz Stockwell was telling me she's like, "You're too skinny." And I was, <laughs> at then at that time I was like, "No, bitch." And looking back, I was like, 
I was a little too skinny. Like I did. Like I, I mean, I was proud of my rib cage that you could see. I was like, you see that? Look at all that rib cage. Look at all them ribs. Sexy ass ribs. You want to eat that shit, you don't you? Ribs. Uh, yeah. So like, it's funny you should say because I saw I like I got I got all the way down to 190 pounds. But when I look at those pictures, like I was so miserable then. It's like I think. Like I ne- like I do want to drop weight from where mm. I'm at now, but just to the point where I'm comfortable. Yeah. I never like I I have no design on being quote unquote skinny because it's just like it feels weird after a certain point for me because I've been heavy my whole life. Mm-hmm. So it's uh for me it's like right now I'm I'm about two eight in two eighty five around mm. there. So I want to get that to like two forty. If I'm two forty. I'm yeah, good. yeah. It's just that's and then past that, I'm like whatever. Were yeah. you? Did you notice? Like I noticed that my thinnest yeah. was also when I was like my deepest into like alcohol. Totally. Stuff. Oh one. Oh so yeah, yeah. I was telling. I told Tyler about this. So I'll tell you briefly. But uh, yeah. So when I when I decided to go from three thirty and start losing weight, instead of like I started eating very very healthy. But I was like I need a cheat day, and I thought it would be counterintuitive to like have like a food cheat day. Cause it's like, that's the shit I'm trying to avoid. So instead of doing that, I started drinking. I was just like, okay, so for my cheat day, I'm going to drink. Mm-hmm. And it started off very easily to have a six pack then it became a 12 pack. Then it was a small bottle of whiskey, a big bottle of whiskey. Then it was the biggest bottle. Of so you yep. see that that's the way alcohol works. Nature of the beast. It starts sneaking up. Then it was just like, Oh, I'm not going to have a cheat day. I'm going to have a cheat weekend. Then the weekend started on Thursday night mm-hmm. instead of Friday night. You see how this yeah. goes. So, but to be fair, uh, I I maintained uh, about between one ninety and two ten. I maintained, <coughs> I maintained that weight in uh you know the whole time for about three. Wait, what was it? Twenty fourteen. Yeah, three years. Okay. I ma- I maintained being in that that weight level and like it's like. So being this weight again is really uncomfortable for me. Yeah. But being all the way down there is also equally pretty uncomfortable yeah. for me. So it's like finding that balance. Finding that balance, you know. Um, and uh, oh yeah, we were talking about one interesting subject on the way here, and then we'll we'll wrap this up. But like, you and I are both friends with our exes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And if it, uh, and and we we were talking about it, and uh, like a lot of people that I know, they're just like, how are you still friends with your ex? And it's just like. I still like them. Right. And is that is that the way you feel about your yeah. Ex? yeah. Yeah, I still care about them. They yeah. still know more about me than most people do. Yeah. You know, it's like they've, you know, I still, I don't want to, it's just, you know, the relationship changed. And we also discussed how, like, me transitioning had kind of changed as well. Like, Absolutely. There was also, like, we'd been broken up since last June. But then it's like we started, like, talking, like, maybe get back together she thought I cheated. I did not cheat. Okay, we were on a break, and she kissed me. Okay. <laughs> to set the record straight uh, when it comes to that, I mean, uh, so your ex, I, I, again, every time I see them, I, I, the, I, the Kate is awesome. Yeah. I, 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 you know. I won't say the last name, but you know, yeah. awesome. Like, uh, what was the last funny. name? I forgot. <laughs> Such good <laughs> friends you are. Yeah, I notice when I tell people that, like, there's some pullback from people. Like, how are you still friends with your ex? Because, why, like, if I didn't like them as a human being, I would never right. date them in the first place. Right. That's number one. Number two, it's just like we gave it a trial. It, you know, it, it wasn't bad. It's not like we had a, a terrible thing. One of the things she pointed out too is like we didn't argue. Yeah, like that. that's the same with us. We didn't argue either. Yeah, and, and that, like, that's kind of like, 
I mean, there's a point and there's a right. limit to how much you should argue in a relationship. But there, there needs to be like that in terms of just the dialogue. Yeah. It's just like that wasn't missing. It's like, oh, so we just really like each other. It was know? like yeah. almost like you're just best friends. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, your best friend should be who you marry or who. You, it's like that's not actually the case because no. like, you know, like. I don't I think at one point there was thoughts of like maybe I could be with this person forever but then it's like then it's like it turns and it's like no I think we're just like I want them in my life forever but I yeah. don't think I want to be with them forever just like I don't think I want to be with anyone forever as of right now like absolutely I've decided I told my therapist I'm putting my career over a relationship do it like do it. it's like the comedy yeah. is what I love it's what yeah. I want to do yeah, I, I, be, I did notice like for me being in a relationship, I think did hold me back a little. It does because I wanted to spend time with them. Yeah, you know, instead of go out and do mics, so I went from doing two to four mics a night to doing like one to two yeah. mics. And by the way, I was gonna say, yeah, like you know, I definitely saw a difference, not in a negative way, but it's just like in terms of seeing you out. Because again, you know, you not you you know we're grinding. It's mm -hmm. just like, oh, okay, I'm not seeing Leo around a lot, you know, and that's when, you know, and then I, I remember seeing you and Kate together. I'm just like, oh, okay, so that's, and then you told me, it was just like, oh, okay, that makes sense now. Yeah. Because that happened with me, like, there was a comic who I was seeing, and uh, that's also another weird thing that I, you know, a, a, a can of worms, but it's like both their level of grinding went down and my level of mm -hmm. grinding went down. It's just like, you know, so the people who do it and the people are still going out there, like, I know a couple that, like, you know, they both do comedy. They're still together. They've been together for years. They're most likely going to get married. And both of them perform at a high level and are yeah. getting booked on everything. So it's just, like, it's possible. It's possible. But, like, for me, it isn't. Yeah. That, I know that. I don't think I could date another – like, maybe I could if it's yeah. the right person. But, like, yeah, I yeah, noticed – like, I don't know if you – but, like, there's a jealousy that comes with dating another comic. We had – not really fights, but, like, we had times where she walked out. Like, we were supposed to hang out that night after we did a set. And, like, she would walk out because I had a better set than she did. Really? Like, there – and I don't want to, like, shit on her. for, But, like, there was jealousy. And that yeah. was always something that I usually, like, was, like, it's fine. I understand. Like, I'm yeah. not going to let it bother me. But it, to a point it did because I was, like, it's hard being with another comic because sometimes – they're just not in the place where they can support you, even though they're not getting w exactly what they expect out of the themselves. It's Absolutely. like Absolutely. It, it just felt like I had to like hide when I had a good set from them. And that's rough because you want to celebrate that. You know, yeah. it's like we especially this early on, like, we, you know, I mean, you know, maybe you have more better sets than I do, but like. You know, I when I get them, like I can remember my great sets, and I want to be I want to be able to enjoy that. I yeah. want to be able to think back on that, and you know, when I talk to people, be like, yeah, you know what, fuck that, I did do a good job. That yeah, night. you know what I mean. So I totally get that, one hundred percent. Like I don't 100%. want someone being like, oh, I'm because what she would do a lot was she'd be like, I remember doing a shithole once. Yeah, and she did it like the night before, and she was like, it didn't go great, and then I went in and like I had a great set. Yeah, and. And then, like, after, she was just, like, I'm really happy for you, but, like, and it yeah. was, like, dating, I don't want the but. Yeah. You know, I want to feel support, because I felt like I supported her 100%. Absolutely. There was, I'm not, like, trying to <laughs> shit on my relationship. <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say, but listen, you're still friends with We're them, friends. right? We're, yeah, friends. I hope she never hears this. <laughs> well, you know what? Based on how many listeners I may or may not have, you know, there's a good chance uh, it won't. <laughs> 
Um, all right, well, I'm gonna, I guess that's that's a great note to wrap this up on. Leo, thank you so much for doing the podcast. This was fucking awesome. I already know that I'm going to get hits off this, so I uh, appreciate it. Thank you. I hope so. I hope I didn't waste uh, your time. Not at all. Not at all. This was great. All right, guys, take care.